What a Day is brought to you by Ulta Beauty. This AAPI Heritage Month, Ulta Beauty is celebrating the joy of belonging, belonging to a community composed of intricate connections, belonging to our past and our future, to the heritage and birthright that is beauty. Ulta Beauty shines a light on the AAPI community, passing the mic to brand founders and creators to tell their stories centered on heritage, joy, and beauty. They carry AAPI-owned and founded brands like Live Tinted, Peach and Lily, Glamnetic, Tree Hut, and more. Shop AAPI-owned and founded brands at Ulta Beauty Stores and Ulta.com. It's Monday, May 11th. I'm Akila Hughes. And I'm Gideon Resnick, and this is What a Day, where we believe because of COVID-19 concerns, they should close down the White House. Yeah, and all that extra bleach they have there, they could use that to clean. The rooms and themselves. <laughs> On today's show, new data reveals bias in policing of stay-at-home orders, then some headlines. But first, the latest. See, they didn't want a black guy to be the one to create the rock and roll because the white kids liked it. And they didn't want the white girl screaming over no black boy. <laughs> and by me, being, by me being a black guy and a good-looking black guy... And, and, and you know I'm not conceited. No, no. I, I've never been that No. <laughs> uh, that was Little Richard talking about his legacy. He passed away this weekend at 87, truly the inventor of rock and roll. But in news, you may have heard about top U.S. health officials who are self-isolating and quarantining after a couple White House staff members have tested positive for coronavirus. That's the heads of the CDC, the FDA, and Dr. Anthony Fauci at the NIH. It all started on Friday when Vice President Pence's press secretary, Katie Miller, who's also incidentally married to White House advisor Stephen Miller, Mm. tested positive for COVID-19. She has reportedly attended almost all of the White House coronavirus task force meetings. Pence has since tested negative for the virus and is reportedly not doing a full self-quarantine and plans to be at the White House today. A military valet to the president has also tested positive. Wow. All right. So they're all getting tested because of the risk to their own health while the president is encouraging the country to reopen? That's right. In Mm. fact, the White House is doing daily testing for the virus among top officials, all while downplaying the glaring need for more testing broadly. More do as I say, not as I do from the same administration that can't even spare thoughts and prayers for the nearly 80,000 who have died so far in this crisis. Woof. All right. Well, more in the way of authorities not helping their constituents. New data has revealed the racial bias in enforcement of stay-at-home orders. A ProPublica report out of Ohio has shown that Black people have been charged with violating stay-at-home orders at a rate of four times that of their white counterparts. So, yes, even as we've watched, you know, these lily-white protests of life-saving measures, it's still Black people who are being over-policed relative to their population size. Disheartening, but... Also maddening what bias some will cling to, even in the midst of a worldwide crisis. The NYPD released their data on Friday, and it shows that more than 80 percent of summonses for violating stay-at-home orders were given to black and Hispanic residents. At the same time, viral videos show officers in major city parks distributing masks to white people well within six feet of one another. So now we have data to back up what our eyes have been showing us. But what's going on around the world? Yeah, so there were a number of stories from around the world this weekend that showed the challenges of reopening while the COVID-19 pandemic still rages on and provided some notes of caution as we in the United States move ahead with these very same sorts of plans. One of the more prominent examples is South Korea. Now, as we've talked about, the country has gotten a lot of praise for stamping out its outbreak with wide-scale testing and tracing and targeted clampdowns. It's been held up as a model to the rest of the world. 
It was four days into this new phase in which the government was encouraging people to go back out while remaining vigilant, with masks being worn, temperatures being checked, and more. Then on the fourth day, on Saturday, Seoul's mayor decided to close all bars and nightclubs in the city after a new coronavirus cluster broke out. Mm. According to a New York Times report, it began after a 29-year-old man tested positive for COVID-19 last week. Using their contact tracing system, they were able to quickly find out that he had gone to three nightclubs the prior weekend. The result? Local epidemiologists said that they were attempting to reach 7,200 people who had been in the area on that day possibly being exposed. That includes also people that they may have been in contact with. Mm -hmm. Between 27 and 40 cases have been linked to the clubs and people in close contact with them. The South Korean government has said that its medical system can handle 50 or fewer new cases per day. And if epidemiologists are able to track the source of infections at least 95% of the time, meaning if a bunch of infections pop up and authorities aren't able to figure out how those people got it, then they could tighten restrictions. Yeah, I mean, that sounds like a good goal. It's nice to see a country with goals. Uh, (laughs) But also, it gives you a sense of just how taxing it is to minimize the spread of this virus. You know, one guy builds to 7,000 potential exposures. It's wild. Yeah, and we're seeing examples of new clusters and spread in other countries as well, like Singapore and Germany, places that had also been heralded for their management of the first wave of infections. So we'll be tracking how they respond and what epidemiologists and policymakers here can learn from them. All right. So that's a look at the latest on coronavirus throughout the world. But let's get back to another news story that we've been following. The killing of Ahmad Arbery, a 25-year-old black man who was followed, shot and killed while out for a run in Georgia in February. Last Thursday, Gregory McMichael and his son, Travis McMichael, were each arrested and charged with murder and aggravated assault. Over the weekend, to honor Arbery, people across the country went for runs of 2.23 miles for the date that Arbery was killed and used the hashtag I run with Maud. Gideon, can you lay out more of what we've learned since we last talked about the story? Yeah, so first off, these arrests are happening over two months after the shooting, which, as you mentioned, was in February, but within days of the graphic video of the shooting being released. As we mentioned last time, a district attorney from another part of the state is now handling the case, along with the Georgia Bureau of Investigation, not the local police force for reasons that will become quite apparent soon. Uh, Activists are continuing to call for the resignation of the first two district attorneys that were assigned to the case, neither of whom took action. And a lawyer representing the Arbery family also wants a federal civil rights investigation of how this case was handled. More on that in just a moment. But back to the video of the shooting. There was also reporting over the weekend about who released it. A local criminal defense lawyer who had consulted with the McMichaels says that he released the footage after he got it from the cell phone of the person who filmed it. Now, he claims it wasn't meant to exonerate or convict them and that he won't be involved in the case further. William Bryan, the individual who reportedly shot the video, shared it with police and is cooperating with investigators. All right. So definitely more to learn there. And there's another video that's been reported on as well from a surveillance camera. Right. So GBI is also apparently looking into the separate video footage that appeared to show an unidentified individual going into a house under construction in the neighborhood. The video shows a person entering the house shortly before the shooting, lingering for a few minutes, and then jogging toward the location where the men later confronted and shot Arbery. The man whose house was under construction told the Washington Post that it wasn't robbed and that he was 90 miles away when Arbery was killed, in complete contrast to what Arbery's mom says that she was told by local police investigators. Mm. The GBI confirmed the video is part of its investigation, but did not identify the figure. Yeah. Beyond the horrific shooting, there was also reporting in The Times about a number of troubling incidents involving the police department in Glynn County, which initially declined to arrest the McMichaels. 
tons and tons and tons of problems. Among the issues in the police department's recent history, just to name a few, are allegations of covering up misconduct, crime scene tampering, interference in police shooting investigations, and more. In fact, in a New York Times piece reported uh, over the weekend that days after the shooting of Arbery, the police chief was indicted on charges that pertained to an alleged cover-up of another officer's sexual relationship with an informant. The story goes on to say that over the last decade, the Glynn County Police Department has faced at least 17 lawsuits. Mm -hmm. And in one of those, officers allegedly shot through the windshield of a car, killing an unarmed white woman, and then subsequently tried to interfere with the investigation to protect the other officers. Little bit of a pattern there. Mm -hmm. Georgia's Attorney General Chris Carr said on Friday that he was planning to do a broader review of the justice system in the area and requested a federal DOJ investigation into the handling of the case, which was a major update just last night. Yeah. Gregory McMichael, the older McMichael, was a Glynn County police officer from 1982 to 1989 and more recently worked in the local prosecutor's office. So lots of conflict of interest here. That's right. Yeah. And the whole situation is a mess like we're describing and Mm -hmm. a mishandling of justice. And it sounds like we'll likely learn a lot more about the Arbery case and the broader police department going forward. That's the latest for now, though. Monday Wad Squad. Uh, there was some major celebrity chef beef over the weekend, and you know what? It truly bummed me out because your girl's been eating, and why you gotta ruin food? That's the only thing we have right now. Okay, so New York Times food writer Allison Roman decided to publicly bash Chrissy Teigen and Marie Kondo in an interview for building their brands into product lines. The Chrissy Hive came for her, and Teigen tweeted that the comments, quote, hit her hard. Roman has since apologized, and there's a lot more backstory here that has to do with cultural appropriation, but it did get me thinking about historical celebrity beef. So, Giddy, do you have a favorite celeb beef of all time? There was one of the Fast movies, um, Vin Diesel and The Rock were not getting along. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and The Rock was leaving little breadcrumbs in Instagram posts saying like, oh, there's like this candy ass guy on set. <laughs> like there's this chicken shit guy. And he and so people were like doing detective work through all of these. Like, who could it be? He did this post at the end of the like when the movie wrapped where he like literally thanks every single person working on the movie <laughs> besides Vin Diesel. Damn. And then later in interviews, they both revealed like that they literally couldn't shoot the movie together. I love that because I, I like the idea that Vin Diesel got so under the rock skin that he went back to his like wrestling roots. It was saying things like candy ass. Like you only hear candy ass in wrestling. <laughs> Candy ass is, is also sounds like a '90s term too. It doesn't really. I don't hear that many people saying like you candy ass. Um, yeah, it's wild. What but what celebrities do you love to see hate each other? All right, call each so other candy ass. I think my favorite celebrity beef um, is it's honestly like Madonna versus everyone, but really it's like for me it's Cher versus Madonna, and then also Lady Gaga versus Madonna. Uh, Cher just like very publicly dislikes Madonna and like we'll say like I respect her I think she's talented what she's done is amazing it's a shame that that's not enough to make her a good person (laughs) and I mean the interviews I mean it's literally decades of interviews of her just like (laughs) shitting on Madonna but the Lady Gaga of it all is that in her documentary she addressed the fact that Madonna like doesn't like Lady Gaga finds her reductive and like stealing her work whatever and she says that she wishes that Madonna would just tell her through the media like a real Italian girl from New York. So <laughs> we love to see it. We love it. 
Wow. Yeah, that is that's pretty special. I like that. You know, maybe it's leading to good artistic things from all of these folks. The Rock, Lady Gaga. Their careers are just getting better when they have that fire in them. Yeah, it also just makes me happy to see that other people dislike people. Like, <laughs> as good as Cher is in all of her life, she still has people that just get on her fucking nerves. And guess what? Another perfect temperature check. I hope that all your favorite famouses stay friends and that the ones who don't like each other can at least, you know, keep it entertaining for all of us. But uh, <laughs> we're going to check back in tomorrow. What a Day is brought to you by Viore. Viore Performance Apparel makes the perfect Mother's or Father's Day gift. Everything is designed to work out in, but it doesn't look or feel like it. And they're incredibly comfortable and cute and just the perfect thing to wear when I'm working from home or out and about, mostly at home because I'm not out and about. Yeah, yeah. I will say <laughs> I did not know clothes could be – This is I'm being dead honest. I did not know clothes could be as comfortable as they are before I had Viore. Yes. Clothes can be so comfortable. Nobody told me. Smooth like butter, soft so good. on the skin. Skin. I, I just love living in Viore. Viore is offering What A Day listeners 20% off your first purchase when you go to viore.com slash wad. That's V-U-O-R-I dot com slash wad. And enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. What A Day is brought to you by Fast Growing Trees. Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers. They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Plus, fast-growing trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. We love fast-growing trees here. I keep telling you that the many plants that I've gotten from these folks are yet hanging on. Um, and that's not because I have a green thumb, Okay. This spring, Fast Growing Trees, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code WAD at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code WAD at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code WAD. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. What a day is brought to you by Ramp. We are all looking for ways to simplify our finances. Isn't that the truth? Isn't that true? <laughs> or tax week? Man. That is why there's Ramp. Ramp is a corporate card and spend management software designed to help you save time and put money back in your pocket. Two things we love to do. Love that. With Ramp, you are able to issue cards to every employee with limits and restrictions and automate expense reporting so you can stop wasting time at the end of every month. Wow. This is huge. Yeah. Ramp is super easy to use. Get started and start making payments in less than 15 minutes. And now get $250 when you join Ramp. Just go to ramp.com slash wad, ramp.com slash wad, R-A-M-P dot com slash wad. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank, members FDIC, terms and conditions apply. Let's wrap up with some headlines. Headlines. 
The Justice Department decided to drop its criminal case against President Trump's former national security advisor, Michael Flynn. As a reminder, Flynn pleaded guilty for lying to the FBI about his conversations with a Russian diplomat during Robert Mueller's Russia investigation that was approximately 100,000 years ago. <laughs> Late last week, the Justice Department decided to walk back that decision, stating that it, quote, would not serve the interests of justice. Many legal experts point out that it's not normal for the government to drop a case after the defendant already pleaded guilty. It really feels like another attempt by Attorney General William Barr to tip the scales in favor of the president. Trump and VP Mike Pence have even said in recent weeks that they would love to bring Flynn back on board. It's amazing (laughs) what happens when you wish upon a bar. That is getting rejected from the next Disney sing-along. Yep. Uh, a whistleblower complaint revealed that the government rejected an offer to produce over a million N95 masks per week earlier this year. Whoa. Michael Bowen, the owner of Prestige America, the country's largest manufacturer of surgical masks and respirators, emailed the Department of Health and Human Services in January, just a day after the first reported case of COVID-19 in the U.S., That's according to a whistleblower complaint filed by former health and human services scientist Rick Bright last week. The complaint features email communications between Bowen and top officials who ultimately turned down Bowen's offer to give first dibs on medical supplies. Bowen even emailed Bright directly, writing, quote, Rick, I think we're in deep shit. I think Bowen was right. Just weeks after this, the country was hit with a severe mass shortage that the Trump administration is still struggling to fill. Yikes. All right. Takashi69, rap's own Jojo Siwa, broke the record for Instagram Live viewers this weekend after 2 million people tuned in to his first post-carceral stream. 6ix9ine dodged much of what could have been a 37-year sentence for racketeering by helping prosecutors to convict members of his former gang. He served 13 months, then scored an early release because of coronavirus concerns. Now he's back to his old ways of being very loud and confident while wearing a literal half-a-million-dollar bejeweled shark from Finding Nemo necklace. (laughs) Here he is on his stream. If a rat came home and did more numbers than me, I would be mad too. I would. I I promise you I would be mad. You have every reason to be mad. (laughs) <laughs> All right, uh, 6 9 has already had to relocate his quarantine house slash house arrest zone after neighbors spotted him on his balcony and posted his address. If he's looking for a new place to hunker down that matches his aesthetic, one good option is the inside of any gumball machine. <laughs> he has very bright hair. Uh, a very advanced COVID-19 grift came to light in Texas this week. Last month, Dallas salon owner Shelley Luther found herself at the center of a reopening controversy when she decided to open her business a few weeks ahead of Governor Greg Abbott's scheduled reopening, saying that she needed to feed her daughters. That led to her arrest last Tuesday for a contempt of court charge. She was sentenced to serve seven days, but got released early by Abbott, who decided that jail time was too harsh a punishment for his own law. In between all this... A GoFundMe raised $500,000 for Luther, calling her a, quote, American hero that has decided to resist tyranny. To put that number in perspective, $500,000 buys a lot of daughter food, also one Takashi Pixar necklace. (laughs) The weird part of all this is Luther's GoFundMe launched the day before she announced she'd open her store. Apparently, she coordinated with the fund's organizers Woke Patriots to plan what now looks a lot like a PR stunt. Luther says she plans to donate her large haul to other beauticians. Yeah. Yes, she probably has to. All right. Well, and those are the headlines. <laughs> Before we go, quick heads up. 
Tomorrow, we've got two special elections for Congress. One is in Wisconsin's 7th District, where Democrat Trisha Zunker is running against Republican Tom Tiffany. If Zunker is elected, she'd be the first Native American to represent the state. Go off. Uh, The other election is in Southern California's 25th District. Democrat Christy Smith is up against Trump-backed Republican Mike Garcia to fill the swing seat. If you live there, you can vote by mail, so get your ballots in. Also, congrats to California for enacting automatic vote by mail for the elections this November. As always, you can find out more about these races and how to get involved at votesaveamerica.com. That's all for today. If you like the show, make sure you subscribe, leave a review, show us your big shark necklace, and tell your friends to listen. And if you're into reading, and not just complex celebrity chef beefs like me, What A Day is also a nightly newsletter. Check it out and subscribe at crooked.com slash subscribe. I'm Akila Hughes. I'm Gideon Resnick. And, and happy, happy beefing, beefing to, to Cher and, and Lady Gaga. Gaga. Go off. Don't let Madonna oppress you. I do believe in love after beef. <laughs> What a Day is a product of Crooked Media. It's recorded and mixed by Charlotte Landis. Sonia Tun is our assistant producer. Our head writer is John Milstein, and our senior producer is Katie Long. Our theme music is by Colin Gilliard and Kashaka. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the Internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. (laughs) 